0: On David which we are going to continue in the fall. In the meantime what we're doing is giving a preview that I think is going to help you uh, very much come fall and also get you stirred up to tell people what is coming and also give you a chance to take a little time in the summer if you have it to look at a few things concerning david david is bigger than life so to speak he is a grand person an overpowering figure literally and biblically and you just can't study david alone as i said last week At least we got to look at the prophet Samuel, King Saul and son Jonathan and a few other people and um, to get a good sense of the whole character of David. Also the circumstances and things that a throwback of previous history, how it all comes into shape during the time of David, so last week we went back all the way back to uh to Moses and the crossing of the Red Sea, and the people fearing there uh, entering into the promised land and sending out spies and being afraid and a lot of fear on the part of the people as they went through the desert fear of being hungry fear of dying in the desert fear 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 of being unprotected by god and even affected moses and uh because when there's a lot of fearfulness around us a lot of fearful people it tends to be contagious amen so tonight we want to look at a few more things and so keep that in mind all those things that um i just shared with you so if you have time uh during the summer you can look briefly That's some of the major incidents of Moses that also involve fear and so we're going to tie it into the period of David which is a pretty remarkable thing. Amen. Uh, Father God as we come before you tonight and every time we come before you we are completely bowled over by your awesomeness. And how you are able to impart your love and your knowledge into us on the worthy vessels that you have made special to receive your word, what a great privilege it is and indeed an honor to be able to share anything about you, God, as I have said so many times uh you know in my ministry. And we often take it so much for granted that we have the ability to know that there is a God. God is the one who has made it so we we don't have to know that there is a God. He gave us that consciousness. So therefore, every time we sin, there will be no remedy to it. Definitely, we would not be able to... Speak to you, God, to commune with you, as we do now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A couple more things I want to share with you, and this has to do with Psalm. Um, and um, let me see something here. When you when you go through this the, the story later on, First Samuel chapter 17, starting from verse 23, and of course um, it is concerning this challenge. Of Goliath that no one in the Israelite army wanted to um, take on but of course we know the story of David how he went out and answered the challenge to Goliath so as we have said there's no clearer indication of this fate versus fear factor than again in the story of David and Goliath a couple of things I want to share with you one is that you remember it's kind of crazy in a sense that Saul didn't want to go to meet him and no one else did for that matter but Saul was so generous to give David a suit of armor, his sword. Uh, if we could paraphrase it, you know, he says, all right. I don't know how you're going to fight that giant. Not only are you not a soldier, you're not grown up. But you have no armor. You have no soul. You have no weapon. So. With Saul's generosity. He gave David his suit of armor and his sword. All right. I want to point out a um, couple of things here because we're also going to be looking at um, Luke later on, so that ties in and definitely Ephesians the sixth chapter, uh, all that ties in. Now the first thing about this ridiculousness Maybe he was just fearing, nervous, is this offer of Saul, as I said before, to give um, David his armor. The first thing is, it, it didn't fit. David rejected it. And I keep repeating to myself, why in the world did he offer it to David anyhow? What kind of compensation, what kind of easing of his conscience that was? The second thing is that the sword that he got of Saul wanted to give to David, uh, I have written about it and I've said it wasn't the right weapon. And when we look at Ephesians six, ten through eighteen, you may want to turn to that tonight. We're not going to get into the details of it. Just want to point out some things to you. When David refused the the, the sword of Saul. He did so, not only because the problem was too big and too heavy for the lad, but it was also the wrong weapon. So, you know, I like to talk about Rhema. Rhema is a spiritual weapon that God gives us to win our battles over evil. Rhema is scripture used to repel evil situation out of our lives. Rhema is for to be speaking particular scripture in particular event for particular for particular purpose. Ramah can be a single word, a verse, or verses. That you speak out loud, and that's one of the reasons why David was speaking out loud to uh, to Goliath. And and don't don't just don't think about it as trash talking. You know, you're trying to spook your enemy. Ah, no no no, it's much more than that. So as we look at um, uh, Ephesians 6:10 through 18, we can identify rhema plainly. You know how the scripture goes, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on the old armor of God, not, not, not soul armor, not armor that can't fit you, because we are wrestling not with flesh and blood, but with principality against the powers and against the world rulers and the darkness of this age. So uh, there is a spirituality in 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 the form in which David approached Goliath, there is spirituality that he was not fearful because he saw uh, some, uh, Goliath. David did not simply as flesh and blood. So we put on the whole armor and you know how it goes, the uh, the belt of truth, uh, the shotted uh, sandals and the feet and the shield, right, the, to protect you from fiery darts of evil helmet of salvation, but in verse 17, it talks about the sword of the spirit, and that's what what we're getting at uh, tonight. This Saul's sword was the wrong weapon, and we should always make sure that we have the right right weapon so there are six parts to the armor of god the first of course is the belt right the second is a breastplate the third is the shoes with spikes right sandal with spike the fourth is the shield of faith the fifth Is the helmet of salvation. The sixth part is the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. So five of these parts are for defense when you're in battle, but the only offensive weapon, the only thing that you use to attack with is uh, the sword. All the other parts that are mentioned in Ephesians six the four other parts are for defense uh keep you from getting hurt but uh you can be you can't be on the offensive if you don't have a sword now in 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 biblical greek um When it talks about the sword being the Word of God, we translate it Word of God in Greek. The the word that is used is rhema. So that's where we get the word rhema from and that's why we use it so often in Christian um, talk. uh, Because... In Ephesians 6, uh, the sword is mentioned as the word of God. And that word there that we translate word comes from the Greek word rhema. It it is used. That's the word that's used, rhema. As you know, there's several words. or Or you may not be that familiar. but Those of you who have had the privilege of studying some Greek may recall that there are several words for word, one of course is Logos, people say Logos, it's right, but the better uh, pronunciation is Logos because there's two different O's uh, in that word, one is Omicron and one is Omega, so it's Logos, not uh in logos not logos um but it's okay in english we pronounce generally oh the same way so uh the logos uh is not used there's other words like nomos that's not used there for word in ephesians 6 uh, Where it says the word of God is not translated uh, um, logos, it's not translated uh, nomos or any other Greek uh, term, it is translated um, rhema, that's the word that's used, alright. Okay, so every time we look at, um, you know, um, every time we look at verse 17 of Ephesians, uh, uh, I mean, Ephesians 6, verse 17, just remember that when it says, uh take and the sword of the spirit the sword of the spirit where it says which is the word of god watch this which is the reign of god not the logos of god not the nomos of god not any other words that are used interchangeably at times and or sometimes a specific purpose because they all have specific uses, usages. This is definitely rama, which the sword of the Spirit, which is the rama of God. Amen. Okay. Uh, I may have told you that before, but I just wanted to reemphasize it tonight. Okay. And um, we're going to talk about how that relates to Jesus when he was tempted by the devil. Uh, if you recall, uh, that he also used rhema when he spoke to the devil. Amen. So, Watch now how uh, David speaks to Goliath how uh, he speaks with confidence and um, understand that a lot more is going on than meet the eye and it has something to do with Rama amen Rhema which is the offensive weapon against the devil. So we will be previewing all of that before we get into the character of David himself. Next week we will do a little bit more of Rhema as a preview to, to David that we'll take up in September if you wanted to read ahead for next week you could read about the temptation of day of Jesus in the wilderness um, and you might find some interesting things there so in Luke four verses one through thirteen. Uh, that's where you can find uh, the uh, temptation of Jesus and where it's clearly in Luke Luke 4 verses 1 through 13 where it clearly relates to rhema where it clearly relates to fear because the devil is trying to also use fear on jesus it may not be readily evident but it is there also and that will help us through the summer i'm gonna share some interesting things about that even with david uh um exploit and is the face of the defeat of goliath with a smooth stone and we will again relate that smooth stone back to jesus in the wilderness being tempted so a lot of hard stuff a lot of great stuff we've been covering. So last week as we made for the last class, I encourage others to join us as we touch upon some aspects of the, uh, the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. Just like tonight, or we touch on the rainbow coming from Ephesians 6 particularly verse 17, the rhema of God, the word of God, and how we related last week from the temptation to be fearful that the children of Israel had, even though they were emancipated, and this was their Juneteenth, and they got out of bondage in Egypt, but lived a long time in fear. And when they got to the point of crossing, uh, of going into the promised land, fear was a great factor. And throughout all of this that we have been sharing, what we're really emphasizing, is that in the long run our faith conquered fear faith conquered fear so in the long run we're talking about overcoming fear but what we're really emphasizing is faith 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 Faith. overcoming fear amen Thank you for sharing tonight. If there's any thoughts or anything, uh,